2: Honest, straightforward, and right to the point, The Rob Black Show.
3: I'm Rob Black. All I'm seeing is red on my screen, except for Verizon and Activision. You got to throw Activision out because they're being acquired probably by Microsoft if it clears antitrust. Speaking of antitrust, NVIDIA said the arm holdings deal probably is going to fall through, creating a buying opportunity maybe in the shares of NVIDIA, but also a high valuation tech stock that's coming back down to more reasonable levels. It's tough to justify a company with a PE of 40 to 60, when historically it's been more like a 20 to 40. It's tough to uh, value a company with a PE of 40, when historically it's been more like 15 to 25. That's what we're seeing across the board in a lot of tech stocks. It should not upset you. It's been three very, very good years. I don't think we're going to give back all those gains, but you know who did? Netflix. What a lesson to learn from Netflix. The headline I saw yesterday, and I'm going to tell you what it means because it's just a stupid headline. Netflix is back to where it was before the pandemic. <clears throat> Do you remember when the pandemic hit? Everyone jumped on Netflix. Everyone jumped on Disney Plus. Everyone jumped on Paramount. Like everyone jumped on a streamer. Some of us, two. Some of us, three. So, what Netflix has told us on Wall Street's terms. Those numbers were wonderful. Thank you, but we think you pulled them forward. Post-pandemic, we think people are going to go back to where they want to be with content. Hopefully we go to what would be referred to as post-epidemic, but they pulled it forward. Whereas a Peloton, it looks like, yeah, they pulled it forward and what we learned was it was never going to be a great business model. Very, very interesting. I will say one area that I'm having problems with Netflix is it's too much. And not enough specific for me. Um, And again, this is all people are going to be different. You may really like Bridgerton. Doesn't work for me. You may really like the rock movie. He doesn't work for me. Although I will say the San Andreas, because it was a real movie, it was a documentary. I really like how they inserted an actor into it. Market corrections since World War II, 26. They average a 13.7% decline over four months. They typically take four months to recover. I don't know if that's the case this year because we have the back end elections, midterm. It's just all corrections are slightly different. You know, what was happening in 1946 has to be different than what was happening in 1959, which has to be different than July of 75 and September of 78 and October of 79. When you had the Carter administration, you had super high inflation. You had people waiting in line to get gasoline. Like we, we've lived it through some nutty times. And I feel good with that. I really don't feel all that bad. But. Netflix shares have acted like the pandemic never happened. They pulled forward demand. Americans say that they want to save $1.9 million for retirement, and 53% think they're very likely to succeed. I like that number. That's a better number than what I typically hear. Typically, we hear $1 million. Americans want to save $1.9 million on average. More than 53% of people in the survey say they're very likely to reach their goal. Researchers at the financial services company Charles Schwab surveyed thousand adults. Many of Schwab's respondents think they're on the right track. More than a third, 38%, say they're currently doing fine financially. While 53% see the situation is pretty good. Almost three in 10 believe their lifestyle and retirement will improve. That's one that I always want to think about. And this is just me. And you're going to be a different response to this, but I have a psychological question for you, a thriller. And do this with your spouse tonight. Do you think our life is gonna be better when we retire? Or do you think we're gonna be cutting back? Because that should open the conversation to how much is social security gonna be? How much do you think our budget's gonna be? How much do you think we need to retire and pull income from? And the latest Schwab survey said they think $1.9 million. Fidelity reports record levels of retirement savings as of the third quarter of 2021. But many savers have a long way to go before they hit that almost $2 tr- million mark. I almost said 2000000000000 trillion. Woo-hoo! The average 401k balance as of the end of third quarter 2021 was $126,100. You know it keeps driving me crazy? You see these business headlines about two young women who are living on a farm outside Atlanta, make some NFTs, and they pull in $150,000 to save their house from foreclosure like if I pull it together at NFT, I know I know I got a loyal fans, but I don't think you're all going to pull together that kind of money for me. And mine will just be like, I want to feed like fat children around the world. <laughs> you got to feel bad for them. And like, like I'm a Japanese mother where you kind of want to get a healthy, round, happy, full tummy belly. Interesting. My brother, Michael married a Japanese woman or one from Japan. And uh, he has a baby and, We're all kind of like going, looks a little skinny. (laughs) Looks a little skinny for a Japanese, baby. I know you're saying, you're horrible, Robert. And yes, yes, I am. And I'm playing in the world of cliches right now. Whether it's through automatic salary deferrals, I think that's the best way to get to your $2 million level in your 401k or your 403b. For 2022, the 401k contribution is at $20,500, up from last year's $19,500. Savers over 50 could save an extra 6,500. So pushing that all the way up to 27,000. That's great. You know, what I have to do is I just set up a different type of account this year. I moved, I set up a Roth 401k. Last year I had a 401k and I want to get that $27,000 into a Roth 401k. But after I get off the air today, I need to call the HR benefits division to make sure that the money's not just sitting in cash that it's actually gonna be invested at these lower levels. I feel really good that I'm putting new cash in in a lower market. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down. More than one fifth of Schwab survey participants say they expect that their retirement will be delayed because of COVID. Generation Z and millennials are the most concerned which is surprising to me because they have the longest to go. An emergency fund is still one of the best things that you need to create out there to create financial stability. Three to six months worth of living expenses that could serve as a buffer for those tough expenses when they do pop up. You don't want to be dipping into your 401k or your 403. That's the trick. I'd rather you not set up a 401k or a 403b if you're going to dip into it before you retire. That's not totally true, but uh, Uncle Rob's going to say that for now. So what's your magic number? Do you have any idea? If you go, I don't have a clue, Rob, you're in trouble. You're behind in thinking. It's really interesting. Every now and then I see something that really, really surprises me. Um, U.S. home price growth moderates for a fourth straight month. And when you see it, you're still, you see the problem with what the Fed has to deal with. Home growth in the United States slowed. The S&P said that the Case-Shiller National Home Price Index posted an 18.8% annual growth in November, down from 19% in October. So it's slowing, but damn, that's a lot of growth. Phoenix posted a 32.2% annual increase. Tampa and Miami recorded a 29 and 26% increase year over year. Still a lot of growth at the city level. Anyhow, uh, that's the problem with inflation. If I were to factor in my stock gains from last year, yeah, I grew at 18.8% annual growth. If I were to factor in just my income, no, I didn't. So the people who live off paycheck to paycheck and don't invest, they're a lot less likely to save for retirement than people that do. Or to buy a home, I'm sorry. Super L I V. Super Bowl L I V. Shake Shack is an available. Buffalo chicken sandwich for the big game. It's that time of year where we're starting to talk about the Super Bowl. Chicken sandwich for $7.79, spicy cheesy fries for $4.79, Shake Shack. It's so funny because uh, I went to New York and people in the city were like, yeah, we got Shake Shack. I know you guys got an outburger, but we got Shake Shack. I'm like, you can keep Shake Shack. But a buffalo chicken crispy sandwich looks delicious. I guess it's super tasty, which people like these days or is a trend. Um, just throwing it out there for you. Last week, I did a story on how coffee business has returned to pre-pandemic levels. One of the few areas of the restaurant industry that has the restaurant industry is still dealing with losing 450,000 employees, but companies like Starbucks and Dutch brothers coffees and Dunkin', Bur- Dunkin Donuts, they're doing fine. So it's interesting that we've come back to the cafe that serves coffee, but we haven't come back to the. Uh, locally owned restaurants. Take a look at the markets. Yes, we're lower. Yesterday, we had a big whoosh down. We had a great recovery. I kind of wish we didn't have the recovery. Today, we're going to test that whoosh down on some levels. Dow down 474. The NASDAQ's down 277. The, NASDAQ, the S&P 500 down 76. They're all down one5 to 2% roughly. You got to get the sellers tired. You got to get Apple coming out and saying something horrible. Like we're not going to make any money this year and no one sells. Cause right now everyone's shooting, 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 selling, 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 selling inefficient. Love it. Um, I'm not stressed. Anyhow. And anyway, you can find me online at Rob black show, Twitter, Rob black show, YouTube, Rob black show. And my perspective on like the NASDAQ, if you were to take the last five years, including the last first three months of this year, you'd be like stoked. Find me at RobBlackShow.com.
2: Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at RobBlackShow.com. Rob Black Show.
3: I very, very rarely get political, but here's one where I'm going to side with Neil Young. He's reportedly demanded Spotify remove his music over what he said was coronavirus vaccine misinformation, basically from Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, I honestly have houseplants that are smarter and more engaging than him. I love his chemistry. I love his broadcasting. His intelligence, his lowest common denominator approach, not the best. Um. So I'm with Neil Young on that one. Um, I'm not saying we should pot, should um, strike on Spotify, but yeah, we should. So hey, you're a big platform. You have to be responsible on some levels. But shh, go ask Fox News that and MSNBC. Um, just the misinformation. For, uh, not Fortnite, but um, Facebook. And yet it's interesting though, the one that I come keep coming back to is that some of these dating websites have the ability to like censor people pretty quickly and they don't they, they do it. And the bigger platform's like, nope, there's too much money involved. Sad news, bad news. The IMF has cut the 2022 global for- growth forecast as the United States and China recovery starts to wane. They're cutting the forecast by one half of 1%. That adds up. Does recovery is not going to be as robusto. It'll be robust, but not robusto. Elsewhere in the news of headlines that make you go, hmm, one that has me going this morning is real estate, because this is very much so a two-edged sword. As the housing market entered, it's traditionally slower season in November. We saw home prices rise just 18.8%, slower than the 19% annual gain. And yet when I say 18.8%, I'm like, that's still a pretty big number, Rob. Now. You said there's good news here, Rob. No, the good news is not that Phoenix, Tampa, and Miami are up 32, 29, and 26% respectively. That's not the good news. It's not that Chicago, Minneapolis, and Washington, D.C. are up what looks like a reasonable 11%. No, 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 no. And they're on the low end of the real estate. So out of 20 cities, I just gave you the three highest and three lowest. So you can kind of imagine everyone else is between 11 and 20%. Um, but mortgage rates have moved up 75 basis points since November. So the next two K-Schiller index reports, I expect to see these this annual price increase go lower. Listen to this. Here's the statistic. Here's the one thing where you can see inflation should start to curb. A recent report from Realtor.com found that 14 out of 50 largest US cities experienced listing price declines over the prior year in December. So, the exaggerated inflation could become aggressive inflation, which will become modern inflation, which will ultimately become normal inflation, which will then become deflation if the cycle carries through. And it, there's no guarantee it goes from top to bottom in the cycle. But that's actually the that's piece of news that I'm giving you right now, that in about three or four months, we should start seeing higher mortgage rates impact the ability to afford a home. And that should lower prices. I can't guarantee that. But if that happens, Wall Street will go, That's one flag in our favor. Right now we have 10 flags against us. And we got to start capturing some of those flags back. And again, I've been very good about documenting what the 10 things are. COVID variant has, the next one has to be lesser than this one. High inflation needs to come down like those home prices. The Fed needs to start raising rates. And, and then saying, we're going to do it at every meeting until we see a slowdown in inflation. It would be lovely if aliens could come down to Earth, kill. No, no, not kill. No, no, no. I do not want the Secret Service at my home. It would be nice if aliens could come down and snap their fingers and suddenly Congress is replaced with new members, serving their first term. And maybe they'll all get along. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the midterm elections are going to go smoothly. I think sometime in about a month or two, Putin will be done flexing his stupid military muscle in the Ukraine. He'll call it a PR victory and and back off. If history has anything to do with it, we get a full fledged mini war. That's not good. Um, I do want, I am interested about margins. I see the producers paying higher prices. I see consumers paying higher prices. When do companies start earning less money? Um, Crypto crash, I think, is still playing out in front of our eyes. And if there's a long-term focus on value, that's fine. I would like to see more breadth in the market. Some smaller players catch up, some more regional players catch up, and not just the big 10 names that we all know and love. Keep in mind that, in theory, we would throw a bear market in 2020 of March, and coming out of bear markets, we tend to have two pretty good-sized corrections as we, as we get back into the water, Hey, there's no shark in the water. That shark just killed 10 of our friends on July 4th. And we start going back out of the water and like, we're in knee deep. Then we get into waist deep. And then we hear the, duh, duh, and we jump back out and that creates a small correction. But then the dun goes away and we go back out and then we're swimming pretty far out there. We're, we're doing, duh, duh, and we panic and run back into the shore. That'll happen. Maybe this is the first correction after the bear market. Yesterday was fascinating. I did live television or not live. Tele- I did live to tape. And by the end of the segment, we had to throw it away. We didn't have to throw it away and we didn't throw it away. we we'll would be posting it later on Rob Black's show, my TV channel on YouTube. Um, but at one point in time, the markets were down a thousand points. So we're talking about it. The next thing you turn around and it's like, what, where did that go? What happened? Did, was someone playing a joke on me? Did someone like that's how crazy yesterday was. Kohl's soared 36% yesterday as the department store chains received second takeover bid. A logical bidder here would be a private equity company trying to turn the company more streamlined. But even a more logical suitor would be Amazon. Kohl's isn't the size of Macy's. Kohl's isn't super large. Their size, their, their stores already take Amazon returns. Amazon experimented heavily with Whole Foods, and they're still doing it. They're opening up more stores in rural areas so that this work at home, people can come in and shop. Kohl's would make sense. And it wouldn't be a lot of money for an Amazon, but that's speculation. If ifs and butts were candy and nuts, Oh, what a party we'd have. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show.
2: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at RobBlackShow.com.
1: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
3: I do a radio show, podcast, On financial and money markets, investing, insurance, retirement, saving, earning more, anything financial, relationships, children, retirement, the golden years, the old poop on Golden Pond. I don't want to be an old guy with a rowboat in the middle of a serene, beautiful lake. Probably want to play video games or something. I know you're saying you're kidding, right? I'm probably kidding. My mother always said, Rob, you don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Since I stock, talk about the stock markets, it shows over, everyone. Okay, I'm kidding. But there's nothing nice going on right now. Um, I have a list of 100 stocks in front of me, and I don't see one piece of green. Not, oh, no, that was a fund. Oracle, Microsoft, Cisco, Juniper, Amazon, NetApp, like Sunworks. Ooh, There's one that I don't even know what that is. It's RSTN. So it's a 70 cent stock. So that tells you it's email from a listener who asked me about something and, well, they're up in a down market. But what's that to say when it's 70 cents, right? I'm seeing nothing green. I'm seeing nothing green. This is capitulation. Uh, if I were Monty Python, I'd, I'd come up with a song like "Capitulation." It's good for the market. "Capitulation." Quitters gotta go. Like when people quit, it's okay. It's actually a good thing. I had a producer in radio a couple of producers ago, and I'm not knocking my old my company that I work with. I'm not knocking the hiring, but he was, how shall we say, a lazy millennial where his mother passed away, he got a big inheritance and he wanted to get an apartment with a big TV and play video games all day long. Um, changing his career in college numerous times on the fly, just basically not figuring it out and not wanting to grow up. He has been in the stock market for the last year and he did well probably uh, because he was probably on the meme stocks where it wasn't him doing well. It was... Um, it wasn't the fundamentals. It wasn't the research. It wasn't the stock picking. It was the crowd surfing. I'm not seeing anything that's up today. And you know what? This is the best day in years for me. I love days like this. There's no discrimination. Everyone, March, 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 lower. I like it. I know it sounds odd, but I like it. The IMF has cut 2282 global growth forecast in the United States. The Fed has a meeting today and tomorrow. That'll be a big change in the market. You get big earnings this week out of Microsoft and Apple and Visa. That can change the direction of the market, positive or negative. You see stories out there like Walmart makes an investment in vertical farming with a startup called Plenty. And you're like, doesn't feel like the right time to be talking about that. Biden calls Fox News reporter Peter Ducey a stupid son of a uh, motherless dog rhymes with which I love that story. Um, I've got a mother-in-law who's 80 and she's just cranky and mean and she does the most inappropriate things like she asked a woman at a store the other day who happened to be a person of color. Can I touch your hair? I'm like, no, you can't say that. It's the distance between what you say you think you can do and versus what you should do that you shouldn't do. But then she gets mad. when We tell her you should be asking people if you can touch their hair <laughs> like. So she gets really mad and she she storms off and she points a finger. I, I would kind of like Biden to be cranky old president. Um, I'd be actually kind of cool with that. Um, I think we need more frank talk when a reporter asks a stupid question. Let's put it this way. I think 75% of reporters are not the journalists that we grew up with in the 70s and 80s. Not, there's not a lot of money in journalism anymore. And when you're the son of someone who's in media, eh, did you really earn it? I'm looking at you, Chris Collinsworth's son. I'm looking at you, Steve Ducey's son. I've told my kids, no way, shape or form, can you follow my career? You gotta go cut your own cloth, be your own man. Coca-Cola and Molson Coors to make spiked lemonade under the Simply brand. What's fascinating about this is Coca-Cola bought the Simply orange juice, right? it seems like a really great idea. Simple. Uh, Millennials, millennials, we like things without hormones. We like things. uh, I got a really good hormone joke that I can't tell on air. But ask me in private, maybe. Um, But Coca-Cola, their brand is like all American. Coca-Cola on July 4th, ice cold Coca-Cola. And now they're mixing it with Molson Coors to make a product i'm looking at you coca-cola as a little bit of a sellout and i kind of like it. it you want your management to kind of grow vertically and if for coca-cola to go from like all american drinks as a horizontal to say let's let's add alcohol on top it can backfire for sure um, Amount of old the amount of people dying from COVID skew older and they skew Republican because Republicans skew old. elders tend to skew Republican. Like, so is it a disease killing elderly Republicans? I you can get a lot of people who are like, Coca-Cola, I no longer believe in that company because they are no longer what I thought they were. They're now selling alcohol. They used to be good for kids, even though the sugar caused more diabetes than probably uh cigarettes cause cancer. I'm exaggerating. But it's blurring a line, I think. I just think. And CBD infused drinks are on the horizon. Coke's rival Pepsi is rolling out hard Mountain Dew with Boston Beer in February. Simply spiked lemonade will be sold in 12-can variety packs as well as 24-ounce standalone cans for some flavors. You know what I don't like about it? The can looks like lemonade. It says spiked, but my kids may think it's spiked with. Co- uh, I was going to say spiked with COVID, <laughs> spiked with caffeine. Although a COVID spike might sound good. Don't you always feel bad for those stories when you read them? Woman who intentionally got COVID dies of COVID. You're like, oh, should have saw that one coming, lady. Man who doesn't believe in COVID dies of COVID. It's a little sad, but it's out there. 3M reported better than expected earnings. I bring up 3M because they're boring. This is the kind of company that you can buy and it ain't going to get you into a lot of trouble in a market, bear market, in a correcting market, in a growth market. It's just not that sexy. It's a 3.4% dividend yield. So if you're making money at the bank of one quarter of 1% or less, this is an income play because it's paying 3.4%. So, so every $100, you get 3.4%. Now, you hope your principal holds steady or grows slightly. So you get a little bit of growth and some solid income. Stock doesn't look crazy. What I like about 3M is they make a lot of products that we use in our lives. Duct tape. Um, Short-term, I think it's a problem. Midterm, it's got a high valuation of 16 times earnings, which historically for them, all they need to do now is manage inflation costs, and they'll be okay. But they are getting hit with inflation. 3M invented sticky notes. You know, those little yellow squares came around in 1974. The CEO of 3M let his employees use 15% of their time to personal projects. And one of the guys would go to mass and he couldn't figure out what reading verse of the Bible they were on. So he started using these sticky notes, went to 3M with the idea, said, I'm an employee. And they said, ta-da, he just made a billion dollar product for us. That's what investing your people pays off. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and
2: more. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
3: Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He's with EP Wealth. Chad and I have worked together for 20 plus years in financial media. He is a certified financial planner, which is a great credential. Chad, there seems to be this great resignation at the same time as a large number of baby boomers retiring. Interesting. Telling somebody that they're okay to carry a lot of responsibility. Um, what do you need to feel confident to tell people you can quit your job? It's okay. Don't stress.
4: Yeah, if if I'm going to have that responsibility of saying yes, it's okay that you can go in and 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 tell them you're leaving and you have enough assets to live on for the rest of your life. <laughs> there's a lot of testing that goes in, into that for us to feel confident. And and believe it or not, I say no, you're not ready um, quite a bit. And because, okay. because, you know, people, there might be a, a variety of reasons. I mean, one could just be a life plan. Like, what are you going to do? Um, a lot of people just aren't mentally ready to go from working 10, 12 hour days to I I'm retired and, and they enjoy themselves for a month or two. And then they're bored out of their mind and they lack social interaction. So you have to have a life plan, the next step is, is once you have that plan and you know what's going to motivate you and fulfill you in life, you've got to have a very clear list of expenses. Um, so while a lot of my wealthier clients don't track every penny they spend, yep. we have to have at least a framework of what you are spending and and start from there. Um, and that's some trial and error. and Sometimes it takes a year or two to kind of get that dialed in. But then we add in... Things that you're not thinking about, like oh, when you draw money out of that 401k, you got to pay taxes. When you sell that stock, you got to pay capital gains. And most people, their Social Security 85% is taxable. Um, so we got to look at all that, a tax plan for their income, and which accounts they're drawing from. We got to look at their tax return, and you know, do they have any rentals? What are their deductions? What are their taxes that they're going to pay? Um, if they're married, especially, we got to do a Social Security review. When does one spouse take the Social Security, and when does the other spouse take the Social Security? Do you wait till you're 70? Um, and a big one is, is okay, we've, we've got maybe we've got what looks like enough money, but do we have enough safe money? We have to set up a portfolio where we know that the stock market's positive 70% of the time and we will tend to average 10, 11% over 20 plus year periods. But there's those periods of time where it doesn't. And you got to make sure you have enough safe money so you're never selling in a down market. And that means you have to have a good asset allocation and rebalancing plan. And then there's two. Once we have, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Those details, Rob. And then two tests to say, you know, whether or not you have enough, assuming all of the input is good, because it's garbage in, garbage out, right? You got to have good input. But the first one is a linear cash flow test, where you say, do you, based on your expenses, and then we add in all the healthcare costs, like Medicare Part B, all the stuff you're not thinking about. Mm -hmm. Do you have enough money to last till age 100 after you pay your expenses, your taxes, and your healthcare costs? assuming your expenses go up at 25 to 3% with inflation and assuming only a 5.5% rate of return, do you have enough to last till 100? If not, at what point are you selling your home and living off of that, right? Yeah. And if you last to that age, then you can go through what's called a Monte Carlo simulation where it takes your existing portfolio and you have to do this right. Most advisors do this wrong, believe it or not, because they don't assume rebalancing and things like that. But a Monte Carlo simulation will take your portfolio and your situation and run it through thousand plus different market scenarios. You know, good times first, bad times later, bad times at first in retirement, uh, good times later, a mix of that, high inflation scenarios, low inflation, low interest rates, high interest rates, and, and it puts it through a thousand different scenarios. So if you have a really good withdrawal strategy, safe money, linear cash flow, and you're, and you're above 85% plus on the Monte Carlo simulation in terms of a success rate... Then and only then will we say, yep, it's it looks good to retire. So a lot goes into it. It's interesting that you're bringing up life plan early. I want to go
3: back to that, You know, have a plan for what you do in retirement. One of the things I want to do is open up a B&B or an Airbnb, turn it into a little side business, talk to people from around the world, great location, but that's not free. That's going to be a big chunk of money to pull it off the startup cost. So it's really, really good to think this through, in my opinion. Any thoughts on me owning a B&B? I, I didn't think you liked people, so I don't, I don't get that one. <laughs> I've I've changed. The wealthier I've come in my life, I love people. So <laughs> you, I just, said to, you just stand there and tell them how wealthy you are for about 10, 15 minutes, and then move on. Actually, I wrote a letter <laughs> to a Ticketmaster and thanked them for letting me go to a concert. And I was like, "What's wrong with me?" Wow, <laughs> Lord, I'm getting soft. Um. That's a lot of what you just ran through the Monte Carlo situation simulation. That's too much for me. It's too intricate. Let's start with the five and a half percent. That's a really low rate of stock return compared to the 10 to 11. But I've heard some analysts recently say the last 10 years were glorious. Next 10 years, will lose a little bit of luster. Is that what you're implying?
4: Uh, yeah, essentially. And and I've got a whole you know seven retirement test podcast that goes really into this, but i mean here's the deal if you if you look at the stock market and you look at 20 plus year rolling periods and mm-hmm. your retirement's 35 plus years the stocks almost every single 20-year period of average 10 11 percent um one that's below that is 2000 to 2020 so that's that's got the great uh tech bubble burst and it's got the great recession in it so two of the worst recession or bubble bursts that we've seen in our market history but over a 20, 30 year period, I'm confident that stocks will average 10, 11%. It's the bonds, Rob, that right. is the problem. I mean, when I got into the business and you know over two, almost 29 years ago now, um, bonds were paying three or four times as much interest as they are now. And inflation was at three or four times more, right? So it's more expensive to retire now. You have to have more money because your CDs and your bonds are paying less. And then we look at a period where we had a, a low rate environment and mediocre returns like 2007 to 2017, when a globally diversified balanced portfolio averaged about five and a half percent because the stock market had a huge dip. And then it took until, uh, depending on how you were allocated, somewhere between 2010 and 2012 to 13 to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we look at that period of time, like what if we go through several of those, you know, one or two of those decades in your retirement? You've, you've got to make sure you can withstand that. It's hard to go back to work when you're 75, 80 years old. And while we're looking at rising rates now, I don't think we're getting back to a 4% treasury yield anytime soon on a 10-year. Um, I think that you know the uh, there's a lot of PPP money that was given out in 2020 to businesses that thought they were going to basically go to zero because of COVID. And then it turned out most of them didn't need it, but they had all this money. And all this money went flying into the economy, creating a bunch of velocity, and that's going to last a couple of years in terms of too you know too many dollars chasing too few goods because of the supply chain, and then it'll, you know and 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 then we'll have the wages go up until it reaches a point, and companies will pass on price increases just for a year or two until they find what that limit is. Inflation will slow a bit, and then the U.S. government will realize we have a ton of debt out there. We got a ton of bonds that we've sold to individuals in the countries, we can't allow interest rates to go too high because that's way too hard on our budget deficits. So I don't see, I still see rates being historically low for the next decade, if that makes sense. You can find CFP Chad Burton at chadburton.com.
3: He's got a podcast you can find at Apple or Google stores. It's called New Focus on Wealth with CFP Chad Burton. I'm Rob Blatton.
2: Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest
1: in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. Robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Have
3: you ever seen a horror movie where a cinemite and an angel of hell... Tells a character in the movie something along those lines of abandon all hope. Turn back now. That's when you know the stock market has hit a bottom. We're not there yet. You have not seen the sign that says abandon all hope. I will let you know when it's there. Hey, Johnson Johnson's up a skosh. That's the first stock today I've seen in the green. The Dow is down 550 points. Nasdaq down 367 points. The SP 500 down 96. Putting in a bottom takes work. It takes testing, retesting, some sideways action. It doesn't typically happen in one day. Famous last words when it happens in one day. I love stories like this. Just again, it shows you how we just can't trust people. Strip bar habit worth $220,000 hangs over a Swiss banker on trial. The former head of a Swiss bank who's on trial today and enriching himself and others through millions of dollars in side deals and illegal expenses tacked on. $220,000 tab at a string of strip clubs and what are called contact bars. And that probably sounds like I could use some um, detergent, maybe in a little Lysol after your contact bar man, I got to go to Europe. That's what I got to do. I got to figure out what a contact bar is. It's going to become my, my, my house show may say purpose in life. And if anyone wants to email it to me, they can email it to me. But I see stories like that. And I just go, we're, we're, we're doomed. We'll be off this planet long before it goes tumbling into the sun. We're just here renting time. Jeremy Siegel is a guy that I like. Now, again, you can get kind of rabbit holy You can get kind of crazy with Buddhas and gurus and Wall Street people. Jeremy Siegel, professor of finance at the Wharton School of University of Pennsylvania. He expects more downside ahead of the U.S. stocks and expects the bottom months away. I think there's more pain to come. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if NASDAQ were to go into bear market territory as well as the S&P 500. Yesterday, the SP 500 hit bear market. Previously, that the NASDAQ did. Now, the NASDAQ's down roughly 15%. The SP 500 down 12 So he's saying another 5% and 8% for the SP. He thinks 10 to 15% slide for the NASDAQ would not be unusual. The NASDAQ fell into a correction last Thursday. Um, I don't want to get too granular, but at the same time, This ends with Siegel, Jeremy Siegel, saying he's not that pessimistic. He thinks there's a very good chance the benchmark index will be up by the third and fourth quarters. The next six months are going to be tough for the markets. I kind of agree, but again, this all changes quickly. What does Putin do in the Ukraine? When does the Fed raise interest rates? Is it one move? Is it two moves? Short-term shocks to the system can happen. Let's say there's an act of terrorism. Let's say there's 125 to replace 911. Our minds is the worst day ever in American history. Um, yeah, it could happen. So when he says, I, "I expect to be up in three or four, in third or fourth quarter," I, I do too. But I, I think I'm speaking for him. That's if if things play out in a normal way, and very rarely do they. Ooh, Elon Musk and his Neuralink technology where he's implanting semiconductors in the brains of monkeys and he's going to be doing human tests this year human trials not tests. test makes it sound horrible can we all retire the nazi analogies can we just please stop it and move on you can make do an island of dr moreau analogy you can do whatever you want but republicans are just getting into lots and lots of trouble by referring to hitler and I just, uh, it just reminds me again and again and again like, we have children in Congress, people who can't come up with an original idea or a thought pattern to string together two or three sentences. Interesting. Every now and then I see a book that I want to read. New York Times global economic, economic correspondent Peter Goodman, he's got a new book out. And I heard an interview with him the other day called Davos Man. And what's interesting about it is it's billionaires' wealth who soar, and they get caught up in the, I'm better than the rest of the world. They need to think like me. John Stewart recently made headlines for telling Jeff Bezos at a dinner party, having poor people run your errands is a... Recipe for revolution. And if you think about Amazon, it's a business that basically runs errands for us and brings us our goods so we don't have to get in the store and go shopping ourselves. Davos Man, How Billionaires Devoured the World in the book, and the the interview sold me. Uh, Describes people are so enriched by globalization and so native to its workings that they are effectively stateless. Their interest in wealth flowing across borders, their estates and yachts sprinkled across continents, their arsenal of lobbyists and accountants straddling jurisdictions, eliminating loyalty to any particular nation. I've never been to Davos, but I hear it is the most egregious display of uber wealth that's obnoxious. And he goes on in his book to say that the game is being rigged against the world economies that billionaires are shaping working-class workers against the world. Rampant inequality is an issue that's become especially prescient during the pandemic as millions of Americans found themselves suddenly jobless as billionaires, not just huge gains. Two biggest, uh, two biggest contributors to Congress last year, Amazon and Facebook. Is that a surprise? Not to me. Talking about progressive taxation with top marginal rate climbing above 90%. In 2018, it's 37%. So at the end of the World War II, we had the marginal tax rate as high as 90%. Now we've clawed it all the way down to 37%. We are raising taxes on income. We are not raising taxes on real estate and stocks. That is a problem. And I know when you give a billionaire, when you give Amazon a chunk of stock and it's worth $100 million and he holds on to it, it's not a taxable event because there's no transaction yet that is closed. One we have to figure out a way of figuring this out because the middle class and the lower class are paying a lot more percentage of their income to taxes. And the wealth that's not being taxed are stocks and um, real estate probably what will happen in a utopia is that we'll start taxing dead people when they die or billionaires, when they die, and there just won't be any estate planning taxes to shield. If We tax them at 90% give the other 10% of their kids. They'll be happy. But then again, what happens to it all given what happens to business investment? Why are we taxing the success? Uh, why are we taxing the poor? Why is gasoline hurt poor people more than it hurts wealthy billionaires? Lots and lots of questions, right? There's no right answers. There's compromises. There's no right answers. And economics just compromises. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Need a referral to a financial planner? Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com.
2: Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.